0: Are they hot, Andrew? How hard are we talking? <laughs> like, hard
1: enough to stop the pot?
2: And here <laughs> we are. They're hot. So they're hot hot, hot. 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 All right, you can start now. Uh, too hot, hot to hand. Hot, hot. <laughs> too hot to
0: Introducing hand. your friendly neighborhood podcast, Buckets and Beyond. Woo! <laughs> I'm your host, Ben Seibel. And normally we have longer introductions, but it's been a tough week for Mass fans, so we're just gonna get into it. I'm also welcome I'm also joined by the illustrious goon. Andrew Bennett likes to sip coffee. To I've him? got
1: I've got my coffee ready. I yeah, I'm ready to lay down some depressing takes today after the week we've had.
0: Sound of silence or, or <laughs> sadness or that song.
1: Sound of silence, yeah. Simon and
0: Garfunkel. <laughs>
1: okay, and
0: then we're also joined by Jay, Bonnie, in the building.
1: Yo,
2: yo, yo! What's The sound guy, the man with the the man with all the
0: from the uh, Immaculate Vibes podcast studio. The only one who looks like he's on a Mavericks podcast. And okay, (laughs) glad to have everybody here to share the sadness of our the state of our Mavericks. Uh, We'll we'll just do like a a review kind of of how our week has been. Um. So, start with the Spurs loss. That was tough because KP was playing out of his mind. And I just feel like Greg Popovich like saves all of – like he knows the Mavs so well and he knows like how to get to us. And he knows that the Mavs can't defend DeMar DeRozan. So, he's just like, hey, just keep, just fe- just keep feeding that guy. He's going to get mid-range jumpers for days. And, of course, he had a game winner on us. So, That was tough because that's somebody who's behind us in the standings. And then we got the 76ers loss, which KP was not present for, um, which was a shame because uh, last year he did really good against the Sixers. Um, So we lost that game. um, Absolutely bodied
1: by Joel Embiid. Just absolutely. There's a reason he's in the MVP discussion.
0: Uh, Well, we made him look better by not playing KP. That's true. That's true. That that, throwing, that didn't help.
1: Throwing many. Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba and Niccolo Melli at Joel Embiid. Uh, you can't not, throw it's,
0: medium-sized guys at... Not a, not a recipe
1: for success. People. Not a recipe for success.
0: So that was that was almost... You can pencil that as an L. And then the Grizzlies game, we're like, okay, this is like a lesser, you know, opponent. But I don't know. I just feel like the you can't really tell which maps team is going to show up, even if they have both Luca and KP, it was a, it was a really tight game and it went down to the wire. We were down uh, by five with a minute to go. And, you know, Luca and KP kind of stepped up and they, they let it come back. And Luca just had this like miraculous shot with, I think, you know, le- like a second left or something like that. And I thought, Oh, this will give us new life. Like we, you know, we, we want a game we shouldn't have and you know, Lucas crazy shot was just like, you know, celebrated around the league and, and all these players like, Oh man, that was such an amazing shot shot. And then we play the Knicks who for, for, I think in, in the KP trade, there must've been some arrangement involving like, Hey, you know, if you're going to take KP y'all have to lose to us like this many times. And I
1: think we've lost to them once every year since um since the kp trade we lose we drop at least one game to the knicks every year since since we traded which it's only been two full seasons really since we traded for kp Uh, yeah and also like some added context the grizzlies game was kind of was built as that kind of felt like a playoff game Um, we did not have our best we did not put our foot our best foot forward Um, If we had lost that game, the Grizzlies, who are currently the eighth seed, would be half a game behind us, I believe. Or no, we would be tied with the Grizzlies. Instead, that circus shot from Luka pushes them to two games back. um, And we kind of kept, we kind of treaded water behind the Blazers. So, yeah, that was a huge game and kind of like salvaged the week. Um, But yeah, but it's been a rough one. It's been a rough one.
0: What do you think this past week, Jay?
2: Yeah, it's been ugly. Like, since our last part, we've lost three games and we got that one dub against the Grizzlies. But we really shouldn't have even got that dub. You know, like you said, uh, just like a miracle, just magic stars aligned. You know, we we got, we happen to have one of the goats on our team and he happened to Thank
1: you. Thank you, Grayson Allen, for missing two free throws. Uh, You're trash, dude um
2: we say that but like bro he was cooking us he was cooking us like he was cooking us but i don't care
1: you're trash you missed two free throws luca will take it from here thank you
2: yeah uh, I, I wish i i wish i could be as as you know i don't, I saw all of i saw <laughs> some ted cruz memes yep with, uh, with grayson <laughs> oh, allen yeah. following the game you know i saw some some funny content but really grayson allen like bro he had a good game dude and like he almost like yeah, he had a he happened to have a bad play at the end of the game. But dude, <laughs> the Grizzlies were keeping up with like like we were struggling to beat the Grizzlies and we 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 beat them earlier this season but like um yeah, it's it's not the same thing like with both the with both the Grizzlies and the Knicks, we played them really tough earlier this season and held them to like like, like last time we played the Grizzlies they only scored um what was it? 92 points or something. Yeah, 92 yeah. points. We like, stifled them yeah like we really played him tough before but you know they ran it up on us this time and so um, yeah that was a tough game as far as the San Antonio game like yeah that was tough um, DeRozan hitting that shot at the end of the game he was hitting shots like that all game no kind of like the Grayson Allen thing like like you know it's at that last moment is what is what is what shapes the game but the whole game they were cooking the Mavericks bro like we yeah. really yeah we're, we're we're looking good but but there's still a lot of blemishes on the team, man. we're not uh, we're not really, I don't know, we're, we're letting these teams run it up on us. Um, yeah, I mean, KP play well. I, what we learned from the from the Spurs game too, I think. Um, something I wanted to highlight was that KP and Brunson play really well together. They like they get the most out of each other. And there was a, a long stretch where Luca and KP were playing with each other in um Man, I want to say it's the Grizzlies game, but it might—I might be thinking of last night. But there was a long stretch where they—they, they, them two were playing together, and we—we we should have been, I guess, like gaining new, more territory in the game. But, um, but we were just going back and forth with this team. Like it was still such a tight game, and we still couldn't quite run away with it. Couldn't quite break away. Couldn't quite hold on to a lead, even though our two stars were out there. But yeah. when, when, but you know, I noticed brunson and kp i feel like they're they're out there dancing you know they're out there they're just kind of like their basketball kind of um melds together um maybe better than luca and kp's you know like for for and, and that's just saying for who brunson is versus who luca is um i noticed that i think they they really meld together really well um they they make the they get the most out of each other you know like yeah. you're gonna get your best kp when he's out there with brunson I you know I, I'd wager I'd be interested to, to dig in more of that. I, I don't know. I don't really have the tools right now to <laughs> see how they're playing with each other. But yeah, I think that that was a good takeaway from that. KP had a good game. Um, and yeah, like... What do you guys think about
1: post-game post, post there's kind of an admission by Rick Carlisle that they should have doubled DeRozan um, on that final shot. Uh, mm. Like there was a little bit of an ad- admission that like there was a defensive breakdown there where... DeRozan has been cooking you all game and he gets, and he gets the final shot off without a double team coming his way. Um, which like, yeah, it's just, it's this, the week has been summed up in kind of those like sort of unforced errors or just getting, getting cooked by last night, we were getting cooked by Julius Randall, 44 points. I mean, the man looked, no looked yeah, the man looked possessed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And against the 76ers, like, sure, you take that as an L, kind of, that's been kind of more par for the course this season of, like, we we got to drop one game to kind of maintain the team's health. Uh, but but I, I got to say, like, the other losing to, and the week before, this is this is going backtracking a little bit, the loss to the Rockets, too. It's just there's been a string of losing to, I think, what we would consider subpar teams, or like, mm-hmm. which to be fair to the Knicks, they're a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, the Grizzlies, they're a playoff team. They're they're below us in like the standings. Maybe uh, the Spurs will be a, are a play-in team currently, and even though they they bought out Aldridge, they obviously can still compete. Um, it's just frustrating to see us drop games like this. That at the beginning of the season. You could kind of blame COVID. You could kind of you could kind of blame resting KP. You could like you could talk about other situ other things that were affecting the team, but at this point, we're 55 games into the season. Or, or yeah, we're 55 games in. Everybody is healthy except for you know load management, resting somebody on a back to back. Everybody's here. I mean Reddick is now playing with the team, which Reddick has looked. And Redick and Melly both have looked good in, in stretches coming off the bench. But like every the whole team is here together. There's no COVID. There's no um there's no outside problems, and yet we're still we're still dropping games. Um I think I think that's I think that's been the most frustrating part of it for me. Um Do you think
0: that Part of I think a lot we talk a lot about how um like Luca doesn't necessarily have help and and or like consistent help that will show up every night and be there for him every night. Um and then on the nights that he does have help with KP, you know, I feel like the the team has to um make those adjustments to like, oh, I'm not playing tonight as much because KP's playing, or like, oh, like KP is playing, you know, uh or does that make sense? I wonder if like the 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 franchise is looking at it like let's let's make sure KP and Luca are as healthy as possible. and We'll rest them every so often, but then that takes a toll on Luca because Luca is carrying the team for the most part, and he's doing a lot to get the team involved. And then this le- this last game, you see him with like with things around his knees, like like he like he uh, is injured somehow, like something to on both knees. So like your, your franchise players is, is taking the brunt of this. And then, you know, the, these inconsistent players are having, you know, it's a new team almost every other night. It's, it's the, it's the KP and Luca with the team. It's, it's just Luca with the team. The other night it's, you know, I wonder if that is, is hurting their uh, ability to play together. And then when they do play these teams that are underperforming or, or not as good on paper, then they're, for, for whatever reason they just can't adapt and then and, and then these teams just play you know our, our, our defense breaks down and then they have these ridiculous games. I don't know that I don't know if that makes sense or not but I don't know that's how, that's kind of what I'm seeing.
2: yeah okay. I think like at this point we got to start asking questions about the coaching bro because like you said everybody's healthy but we have we have these weird decisions being made with the load management we have these mixed messages coming from him. Him saying that, like, oh well, okay. you know, we're like trying to arrest KP, blah blah blah. But then you're saying the, a couple of days later, he's great. he's good to go, he's good to go. KP's saying this, he's saying that. Like, I don't know. Like, they're sending, they're they're being wishy, they're being like flim flaming with the media. I feel, um, uh, you know, like there's questions about chemistry on the team. Uh, they they introduced this defensive belt thing, and and you know, Luca won at the game against the the Grizzlies, like you know uh it it seems like that's a positive thing but but at the same time we're like these teams are kind of running it up on us man like like, and and we're not hustling at the same level as we do in other games you know like you see an inconsistency in hustle I think so um I don't know I I think it's it's almost time to look at coaching and just uh uh it's it's a curious thing with me because because we have really on paper dude Josh Richardson he's a baller dude um, Dorian Finney Smith, he's a hooper. Like, like lately, these guys have been trending upward. You know, like Josh, I feel like he's recovering from COVID. Like when I see him on TV, I feel like he's like getting better and better, you know, coming back from from the you know, having a rough early half of the season. And um, you know, yeah. it's uh <laughs> We look really hot when we're hot, but, but when we're not hot, it's like, it's, it's, It's I I think think it's effort. I think it's, I think it's some weird coaching decisions, things like wearing KP and and, and Luca out all through the third, and they're not even playing super efficiently together. And then we lose. And then, you know, the the end of the game is tough. You rest them at
1: the beginning of the fourth and then you, you go down like seven or eight points that happened in the next game. Last night I saw people observing, like we sat Luca and KP for like the first four or five minutes of the fourth quarter And by that point, the Knicks are up nine. Yeah. Um, And that's happened. And that's that's been the case in the Grizzlies game. I put my phone away and just I was doing other things and I put my phone. I was like, we're down nine. It's the fourth court. Like it's there's like 10. I know there's 10 minutes left and you have Luca like magical things can happen. But at that point, it was like I have seen this movie before and I'm 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 tired uh i yeah i have a, so a, a couple of things one potential hot take here i am not a fan of the defensive belt um the defensive belt feels like something you give college players or high school players to motivate them it's a gimmick um and sometimes gimmicks work you know like there was a whole documentary about Phil Jackson coming up with the last dance as like essentially a gimmick to motivate his guys, but the defensive belt it feels childish to me. Um, it especially feels childish if we play a game that we win like one twenty five to one twenty one, and it's like y'all gave up one hundred and twenty points. I don't think anybody deserves the defensive belt. Yeah. Um, in the Grizzlies game, I think. Dorian Finney Smith was going to get the defensive belt and then he was like no Luca you deserve it you saved our asses because you made that final shot so I'm going to jump out on the limb of like I don't care for the defensive belt as for like what ails the Mavericks I think it's I think it's fair to ask questions about coaching at this point Um, given like some of especially given like the Spurs game where Rick Carlisle even admitted like yeah we should have doubled. Um, like that's not, that's, that's a mistake I would expect from like a younger team or a team that hasn't played together as much or a younger, newer coach, um, which again, it's one game, but you've seen some of those miscues that have ballooned into like, into it decides the game. Um, last bit here, I saw, I saw a really good take from Josh Bow on Twitter, Last night, uh, I'm going to share my screen real quick. Get a little get a little technical here. So, um, reads like this: The Mavs have been going full throttle since the start of February, needing to climb out of the hole they were in because of COVID. Rick's been running a seven or eight man rotation for most of that time during a condensed schedule, and the team just looks out of gas right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's that's been the best kind of summation of maybe like what is what is wrong because ben you mentioned like luca is kind of running himself ragged but i also think like all of those games where we rest kp or we rest luca that just means we run like josh richardson and maxi kleba and dwight powell and like it means all of the other guys they get they get the brunt of getting
2: run ragged and so, like it just shifts 76ers game is like perfect example of that bro yeah Luca was getting beat up and worn out that game man and 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 really it's funny because even if kp was in there he's not what, what's he going to do against Embiid, bro <laughs> like, like i mean he's, he's a seven foot three dude i i think
1: kp, KP is it's unfortunate that kp our most like injury prone player is the best suited to face yeah. up against Embiid. He's yeah, the guy he's that we up, need too. to face yeah. up against.
2: NBA. Maybe he would have, you know, but, but, you know, but my confidence isn't in, in KP doing that with another, that's another point. Yeah.
0: And I, I think a part of it is like, you also see us um, or prioritizing certain games. Like if we feel like it's somebody above us, then we bring everything like, <clears throat> all the best plays like everything is executed we have seven or eight people that are playing but then when you see us play like houston or the grizzlies you don't feel that's there like you just feel like you know okay it's a game like we'll play it 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 just seems like different urgency and that like rick is is managing these different versions of the team on a night-to-night basis and like it, yes. Like what's what's tough also is when we ha- when we, we do rest Luca and KP or or one of the other like those those players that we want to develop and maybe like one day you know can get more playing time with Josh Greens and the Hintons of the world like they're still like they're they'll just overplay they're getting, they're people five that, minutes you know ten
2: minutes yeah 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 that's that annoys the hell out of me too yeah but that's I, a whole other I want to see more of those guys and
1: that is something that I think like. I can I can kind of forgive a, a couple of miscues on the part of Rick uh, in, in a couple of games here and there but the the inability to like develop young rookie players outside of like Luca and Brunson um, that that has been a consistent trend over a over multiple seasons of guys don't get playing time or they get benched quickly or they have a very short leash when it comes to like developing and getting playing time um
2: yeah uh it, it, th- it's it's doubly confusing sorry to interrupt it's doubly mm-hmm. confusing to me because this this season and really this last week especially it shows that we're a playing team and, and we're going to get into this in a little bit too when we talk about their comments on the plan team but like we're literally a playing team we're the like seventh seed you know like like we're not contenders right now and, and we at the beginning of the season yeah that was part of the plan but you know things change so we're not a playing team right now. We're not where we are a playing team. We're not contenders right now. We we're, we we're battling this condensed schedule. We're battling players recovering from COVID, recovering from um, really just all the trauma they have from from high exp, you know, pressure being on them and them folding early in the season. And you know like like we're still kind of tying it up together. Why not take this opportunity? to to maybe develop some players and uh you know like I almost think at this point, especially um really I was I was hoping I guess going into the week that that we could ball out. Really what I was really fantasizing was that we win out and Luca wins the MVP because um you know I saw Jamal Murray going down. Okay, Jokic's stock is going to go down. Um you know MB's balling out but how you know how healthy is he going to be? LeBron James he's out of the question. Um you know um so I feel like Luka's in third place in in the MVP race uh, at, according to the latest latest polls and stuff yeah. and just data that that they're putting out. So I mean, I was kind of hoping that like, all right, maybe they'll get it together. They've had a pretty hot streak. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll keep it going but and get like and you, get Luca that MVP. But this last week, bro, if you're looking at
0: these teams. loss, I think like if you look at the losses that we've had with Luca to these teams, like that's your argument against it. Like, oh, if you're an MVP, like you get your team together and they, you win those should win games, yeah, which sucks because like he's played like he's played his best year, he's played his best basketball, but like we can't we can't be a cohesive team around him. To like win these basic games like that, I would love yeah. that too. But like, even next week, when we've got supposedly easier games against like Detroit and Sacramento, like, as a fan, you're not sure if we can win those because we should win those other games against Houston and San Antonio. Yeah. But that's why they
1: play them because I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of tough. Yeah. <laughs> Last thing about like, I think, I think this, I think we've had a big enough sample size. I am of the opinion that, um, the Mavericks roster is a bunch of, we have a ton of great bench players, but they are all bench players. Um, (laughs) Like outside of Luka and KP and like Brunson, um, I don't think like Dodo is not a starter on, on most other teams. Maxi Kleba, love him to death. He's a great bench player. He's a great role guy. Dwight Powell can, can be a great guy off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr. Has, has developed into this into a potential sixth man of the year player but they're all Josh Richardson also over the course of the season and you can blame some of it on covid um i i hope he is able to get back to but i think but i think he's a bench he's he's a backup point guard backup shooting guard small forward type player like and so when you start when those guys are in the starting lineup like we saw that early in the season when Dwight Powell was in the starting lineup and people were like Mavs fans were furious. They were like, he is not it y'all we're paying this man 11 million a year. And it's not, which is unfair to him. He's coming off an Achilles, but it's because he's a bench player. And he, and you put him in the starting, you put guys in the starting lineup and you have them play 30 minutes a game. They're going to get exposed. They're going to get exposed we saw that against the 76ers getting exposed by Joel Embiid. We saw it against the Knicks with some of our guys getting exposed by Julius Randle. Um, we almost got exposed by the Grizzlies. It's just it's it's frustrating to see like the roster as currently constructed is is not is not hacking it. Um, but who knows. That's 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 more of a conversation for, for postseason free agency, yeah, <laughs> yeah, off season, yeah. yeah, for off season, yeah. but
0: the the in tournament looks more and more real, um, yep. and Luca vented his frustrations pretty recently, saying he didn't understand the point of the play-in tournament, um, the fact that you could play seventy two games and then lose your playoff spot um, in two games, and then Cuban. Uh, our owner Mark Cuban chimed in, said that he uh, said that in hindsight it was it was a a miscalcul- I think a miscalculation. Uh, the quote, but he he basically said that because he was one of the uh, owners that voted for the playing tournament, and he said in hindsight his approach was an enormous mistake. Um, and uh, the rest of the quote is essentially saying that he uh, in this uh, compressed season where there's so many back to backs and so many uh, you know the intense the intensity of the schedule is not an ideal um, scenario to introduce a play in tournament when you know injuries could happen and-, and all these guys aren't you know rested and can perform at their best and things like that. So what did you guys think of Luca and, and Cuban's comments?
2: Bro I was like kind of holding my tongue before the pod bro but like we had first place full <laughs> last week. Like full city these two are the mayors. No, for this, Wool <laughs> city. These two are the mayors, bro. For these comments, all right. I really don't like this, bro. <laughs> and here's why. Like, I literally have a few bullet points. Like, so first off, you're setting us up. This is the wrong time to, to talk about this because when those play when those playing games come, and we're gonna and I'm calling this right now, they're going to be entertaining as hell. And, and yeah, it's going to be annoying, but like baseball has, baseball incorporated this like a decade ago and it's fire. It, it, I, I keep up with baseball peripherally. Like I play fantasy baseball. Like if you, if you're in a baseball, like it's, it's, there have been historic moments already with the playing games. Like I've been to one, the Rangers lost to the A's unfortunately, but like, yeah, that was it, it was, a, it, it was hype. Like, you know, baseball, there's 162 games. It's boring. It's about basketball People have the same criticism that one game. (laughs) Yeah. You're playing all 72 games, but like it all comes down to that moment, regardless of like, whether it's fair or not, bro, like whether it's fair or not, it is an entertaining moment in the season, bro. And, and, and and it's the wrong. And again, it's the wrong time to complain about this because if those games do come and if people do feel like, yeah, like this team got shafted, like, yeah, whatever, like that was, you know, uh, you know, it, there are criticisms. And if, if people do feel underwhelmed at the time, then yeah, it'll look good. But if it's really entertaining and, and, it, and it keeps going, it'll be bad optics. It'll look like a bad move later on. So like it, it was a bad look. Um, I mean, they voted for it too. So you look like it, it's silly, bro. They voted for it and now they're mad and it hasn't even happened yet. So it, it, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I want to, it's like, as telling your girlfriend, you want to go to me, like, tell, ask me your girlfriend what she wants to eat, bro. And then, and then she's like, Oh, and then you make a decision and then you're on your way there. And it's like, Oh, well actually let's do this. And it's like, Oh, now, now you have a decision to make. Like, it's like <laughs> same energy, bro. It's it's just like same flim flammy girlfriend energy, bro. Like and that's not what I want for my star and my GM and my owner, bro. Um, and also, but if we weren't a playing team, we were contenders. Like they thought that they were, you know, if Luca was yeah, the MVP, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be peep, was.
1: there wouldn't be a peep about this if we were in yeah. the five or the six spot.
2: Yeah, so it, it looks pussy because like if you were the contender you thought you were, he was a favorite to be MVP, and you know what that means? They don't vote for MVP if your team's a borderline playoff team. They vote for your MVP if you're carrying your team to, to contendership. If you're carrying your team like above expectations, and I mean that's that's a tall order for Luca because like we just went through. He's got a ragtag team of, you know, he doesn't have the talent that he, he probably needs to do that right now. But we were talking about him being MVP. And and <laughs> I feel like if it went to he's still despite it, it all, way...
1: he's still top three, top five in the conversation, which that's a testament to who he is as a, as, as a player and how he's grown
2: but, yeah, it's, it's still possible, but I don't even know if they're, they're even talking I think about the that. In the main reason
1: he's MVP
0: conversation is because, like, he's doing the most in the Western Conference with less help
1: than your Jokic and yeah. your Embiid's. So, like, you're more become,
0: valuable because you've been able to somehow drag them into.
1: It's become where, increasingly clear that he has a he has a trash roster uh, and he's and he's putting the team on his back.
2: Yeah. Um, if yeah. we, if we crawl up, bro, if we, if we really, if we get to fourth seed, then Luca will be MVP, but that's really the only way, but, but that's what we thought would happen at the beginning of the season. There's that's what everybody said at the beginning of the season on our part <laughs> and like a couple
1: <laughs> of losing streaks. But
0: Andrew, what do you think about this whole playing commentary from our,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's weak sauce. It's, I use the word, I use the SAT word pusillanimous uh, before we started the pod. Um, and again it's it's hypocritical because you're only hearing about it because we're on the receiving we're, we're we're getting the short shrift here if we were the 6 or the 5 or the 4 there wouldn't be a peep about the playing game like we would be looking at we would be looking at the blazers or the warriors or the spurs and being like yeah too bad you should have played better the rest of the season like too bad yes. <laughs> but because we're the 7th seed it's like man this isn't this isn't this isn't right this isn't fair you know uh I, I agree that the plan, the play-in tournament, the, the format is a great opportunity for some really exciting basketball. I do agree with, uh, with Mark Cuban's comments, not necessarily with like the sentiment of like, this was a bad idea. It's just that it's the compressed schedule. I do agree with him there on the compressed schedule is, and we've seen it this past week with certain injuries, uh, namely to like Jamal Murray, we're like, yeah, there's a reason uh, we're starting to see the effects of trying to cram a 72 game season um, into a shortened time timeframe. Uh, and adding the play in tournament is kind of, is kind of shitty to those seven through 10 seeds. Um, but that's something that like, you know, if you have a complaint, like take it up with the league office and try and push for, you know, some extended like rest or some extended uh, extended time between like the end of the season and the playing tournament, or between the playing tournament and the play-in. like there are ways to like fix that. I feel like, or at least like alleviate the concerns when it comes to like resting players and like making sure everybody's healthy. But complaining about this when you're in the seventh spot just it looks it looks so. It looks pathetic. It looks so sad. Um
0: it's not a good look for sure. I, I think I I was you can tell this losing is getting to Luca because he's like, This is what I have to deal with this because I'm playing with this team and <laughs> like
2: he's doing his part, right? Yes. Like That's I, I what else can I do? Like I don't know. He's doing
1: can. he's doing <laughs> like, all the work on the group project and we're still getting like a C minus. Yeah and he's like that, and he's that. like you mean I'm going to have to like come back for summer school because these other guys can't finish their part of the group pro- like
2: and he I'm got gonna- hundreds in middle school and elementary school like <laughs> yeah. he got hundreds on all the projects back then but now like it's the real world now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
0: i i just think the, the- it, it's easy to, to twist the, the quotes in, into something that are are sound more pathetic. You're like, Hey, like you're, you're on a losing team. You shouldn't be complaining about your situation. I think the un- underwritten part of it is like, you know um, like it, in any other season where we don't have to rest KP and Luca as much, like this is not an issue. And then he doesn't have to bring it up. Um, but like, it, it it's kind of, because of the situation the Mavs have decided to put themselves in by resting Luca and KP as much as they have. So he's healthy for the playoffs. Then they drop down in the standings and they're not as good as of a team, you know, without them. And um, I don't know if Mark was inventing that frustration, but I, I think you could tell that they're trying to avoid a, a uh, um, Jamal Murray in a Donovan Mitchell situation. And, and ultimately that's cost them in the standings, which which is tough because because you watch like low quality basketball for a team that should be playoff potential or like you know, um, so I think, um, but ultimately the whole point of it is to make more money and this is a year when the league has lost money so adding these playing games will get more eyes to the league to have like a more exciting set of. Um, circumstances that haven't been uh, available in the playoffs before. So that's the point. But, you know, as a Mavs fan, you're you're just kind of hoping that we can swerve the whole thing, because if you're looking at it, just, you know, we could be playing the Warriors. We could Here. be playing the Spurs, the, the Grizzlies, the teams that, you know, have been beating up on us. It seems like during the regular season, because, you know, we're just- I just,
1: I just realized something. So do y'all wonder, so last, last year, uh, Last year we had the bubble, and you had you had teams like the the Pelicans and the Suns just barely miss, like, the eight-seed cutoff. Like, they just uh, – the even the Suns, like, went 8-0 in the bubble and still could not dig themselves out and make it into the playoffs. Do you think – do you think the play-in tournament was kind of a – was an attempt to try and get someone like Zion Williamson and the oh, New Orleans sure. Pelicans – into the tournament which as it stands right now they're two games back of the 10 seed they would not make the play-in tournament there would be no zion williamson in (laughs) well i mean think about this
0: like talk about like one of your biggest glow-ups like not making the playoffs and doing your best to get in and still not making it all you do is add cp3 and jay crowder they're the two seed right now so they are not even playing tournament is like below them like that that's not even a thought in their mind like that's crazy to me just how like the sons have just like skyrocketed with chris paul and you know so i don't know
2: we'll see yeah i mean really like that's a great point because i'm sure the league knows that you're that we're gonna have steph curry in two game sevens maybe we're gonna have luca Doncic in two game sevens probably you know or ja Morant or Zion or, you know, like we're about to have some heavy, heavy hitters in a game seven for no reason. And they don't we don't even have to like battle for that. We don't even have to like have the stars aligned for that to happen. So like that's a that's a great point, man. Like it really is like I hope it's gonna be great. I, I really I'm anticipating a really end like I think that by the by the time it's said and done everyone's gonna be like dude we should have been doing this for a long time like wow like i think people are really gonna be like hyped about the playing tournament now, if I'm it like, doesn't go well, our way you know for the fact that the mavericks are in it <laughs> like i'm right hyped about we win, the bro. if we win bro then come on man it's gonna be live and we can win and and it's <laughs> gonna be fire it's gonna be fire if luca makes i just don't game know winner. if
0: i can have confidence in our defense like our defense is what's making these games closer than they well, should
1: be like it's it's the, especially it's just that this week we almost lost to the Grizzlies. You don't you never I I don't want to face Steph Curry in a, in a game seven type scenario under any circumstances. And and it's either you're playing them or the or the Warriors, the Grizzlies, or the Warriors or the Spurs, who also beat us this week and are coached by Greg Popovich. And it's like I don't want any of this. <laughs>
2: um, it's, it's, kinda, it's gonna be it's gonna be fire, but. We just have Rick Carlisle, like we have Luca Doncic, we have as Chris Asperzingis, and we're talking like this, bro. Like, it's, oh like this is bad, bro. This I don't know bad. if I can
1: handle the stress of going to a playing game. Like, I like, I'll need to. Also, guys, the playing tournament, I believe, no, no, the playing tournament wouldn't be back-to-back games. Good lord! <laughs> but if it's it was back-to-back games, might be, I we might, might one be day, in
2: one-day <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: We just yeah. have to win that first game, hopefully. Um, so. I know there's a lot of people that kind of is talking about how the playing tournament is dumb, or they don't like it, or like this is what they should be doing. Do you guys have any ideas for how the playing tournament can be better, or just like, you know, maybe cross over to the whole uh, um, playoff format? Because last year in the um, one of the differences from the the bubble and this year's playing tournament is like if you're four games ahead of a certain team. Then you earned that spot in the playoffs. Um, like if you're on the like the eight seed or something, um, I, I believe so. And like, but if you didn't, then you would play in for that playing game. Whereas this season, like regardless of like you know the eight seed could be like five games up on the Pelicans or whatever, um, and then they still would have to they still get to a chance to play in. So, um, what do you guys think of the the whole situation and like what would you what would you change?
2: I think it's I like it because um, I like it because it kind of gives it puts a lot of pressure on the team, you know. And and it, and it you're seeing now like the Mavericks we can't handle the pressure. You're seeing us like oh well we got a load management uh, this uh, that you know like compressed schedule like it's it's too much to handle. And and you're seeing it just being projected outwards into the media. So now everybody else knows. So like you're seeing it, it's it's causing the teams it's causing the, the gears to shift a little bit. Like the league is evolving. I think it's, um, you know, maybe it's in the wrong direction, you know, like it's, it's it's impossible to tell that now, but we're shifting a little bit and it's forcing teams that used to be like, oh, okay, well, we'll, we'll yeah, maybe we'll play the Suns. Maybe we'll play the Jazz. Uh, Both are tough matchups. Like, well, you know, like last season, we were kind of like, ah, maybe we'll play the Clippers. Ah, you know, like, ah, okay we're in the playoffs though. We're in the playoffs though. Like, like, you know, like we're kind of just like kicking our legs up in the middle of the season. Now, you, like listen to the discussion we just had we're over here like pondering blah 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 we are over here like okay well we, we got we got this guy we got this guy like it, we're, it's a whole new discussion now and we're battling for a new tier it's like a new it, it, it's a new purgatory <laughs> right it's a new it's a new <laughs> that's yeah, exactly great a great way to describe it field, a new a new uh, literally a new um aspect Era. of the game yeah, yeah. I'm, i was trying to look for a, a really good word but uh, yeah it's it's a new flavor to the league um yeah you you look overseas man the soccer uh and you know soccer leagues are far bigger than uh you know like it's it's not really comparable to the nba because we're competing with nfl and everything but but in soccer leagues they have multiple trophies they have in england they have the fa cup they have the premiership league like and and it's funny the fa cup is that's that's like what americans know as the playoffs but (laughs) but the bigger deal to them is the premiership trophy It's just like who who won the most, like who was highest in the standings, like that's what they care about. And, you know, we don't have, we don't have all these different flavors to, you know, uh, I think that there's even another trophy in England too with, with the pro teams playing. Um, so they have like two or three big, big trophies that matter and um, and it, it works for them. So I, I sort of, uh, I support it. I would like to see the conferences uh, balance out in some way uh when it, in regards to the postseason uh like maybe a march madness type style where it's just like um you know you divided by hell we could like they could get silly with it make make the red teams play each other make the blue teams play each other <laughs> make the you know make the like they, they could they could get creative with it but but um a, a, a bigger bracket I, I would be down for if they okay. make more playoff teams i would be down for um getting rid of the conference like keeping the conference um uh, making that aspect of the scheduling um you know to to foster rivalries and things and and you know get people familiar with the conferences I, i'm down with the conferences but as far as postseason maybe maybe even shake that up a little bit um but yeah okay. that's where i'm at yeah
0: and what do you think
1: jay you make you make a good point of i think like the plan tournament is interesting because it gives us these like high intensity game seven type atmosphere games but more than that the play in tournament it alters the and i think mark cuban was kind of complaining about it a little bit because it adds some intensity to the regular like it it cha- it shifts the dynamic for the regular season games like the last two weeks of the regular season are gonna feel like playoffs for the mavericks because we're either trying to move up or, I mean, that Grizzlies game felt like a playoff game because it's either we're the seventh seed or we're tied for the eighth seed. And so, and that's because of the play-in game. So it, it creates this atmosphere where suddenly instead of just like the playoffs parts of the regular season feel a lot more like playoff atmosphere games where, we, we got to win this to move up to the six spot and avoid the plan, or we got to win this game to keep the Grizzlies office, or we got to win this game to get to the, the, get to the 10 spot, what have you, but it adds more intensity to the regular season. It's just unfortunate that it's a regular season that's already been shortened. That's already compressed. That already feels like players are getting overworked or are getting injured. Um, I, I am a fan. I think a few months back, uh, on the pod we talked about, I mean, I we've, we've complained numerous times about the East versus West, like how the Mavs would be a five seed or a four seed in, in the East or how there's just such an imbalance. Um, the simplest way to fix that is a one through 16 seeding. Um, and if the, if, if the season ended today and we had a one through 16 seeding, the Mavericks would be a 10 seed do you guys want to guess who we would play in the first round?
0: Oh, the Clippers.
1: No, 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 no. We would play the Milwaukee Bucks in the oh first round. Luka really? versus Giannis, first round, seven seed versus ten seed. Um, the Warriors would be the sixteen seed, and would play the Jazz in the first round. Um,
2: Bro, let's go. Then it would That's go. Nice. It would
1: go. Uh, Suns Heat. Uh, 76ers grizzlies here's another great a fire matchup the the nets at the four seed would play the knicks in the first round so you would have a new york you would have a subway series uh then you have the nuggets versus the celtics at the five and the 12 already mentioned the bucks and the mavericks um oh actually wait, wait 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 i'm sorry it would be clippers versus celtics So you have a bi-coastal one. Then it would be Nuggets versus Hawks, which that one's kind of, uh, Bucks versus Mavericks. And then finally, Lakers at the eight versus the Blazers at the nine. Um, I'm a fan of that. Uh, If we had, if we added a play-in tournament with like the next four teams out, it would be a little, it would be kind of, I mean, it would be Hornets, Spurs, Pacers, and Pelicans which like to be honest yeah. it it gives those are some smaller market teams that get a chance i guess well actually no i take that back that we you might include it would probably be heat warriors hornets spurs um so like the heat and the warriors would have a play in game to decide the 15 and the 16 seed um if we kept the play in format with the addition of like a 1 through 16 and this kind of does away with with mm-hmm. conferences like you're not splitting it top eight teams in the in the East and top eight teams in the West anymore. Um, but that that is that is what I would prefer outside of like conference realignment where we move some of the Western Conference teams over to the East to try and get some parity. Um, I'm a fan of, the, of, of that and that that has a much more like March Madness feel because we have a one one versus 16 and a two versus a, a 15 and stuff like that.
0: I think the, also an element of that is like teams that have never played each other in the playoffs before, kind of like March Madness, where you you know have like the the random school you never heard of plays like, you know, one of the top seats or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and you also I, I did this little experiment like earlier in the season and there was the potential like the Lakers might play the Celtics in the first round Um, or there there's the potential for like these Eastern conference, Western conference rivals, or uh, there was also the potential um, like for the Mavericks to play the heat in like the first round. So like suddenly you have these, these matchups that would only ever happen in the NBA finals. You suddenly get to see them like, in the first round of the playoffs or in the, or it at, in any round of the playoffs. Cause it's all kind of mixed together just based on uh, your record and your seeding. It's not. Um, Cause as it stands, like the Hawks are a four seed um, in the East. Like we would be the four seed if we switched over to the, like, it's just, it's, it's yeah. It's annoying as I'll get out. Um,
0: yeah. I, I don't know. Um, as far as like what I, I, I'm not against the playing. I just don't like. Um... You know, I was kind of like this when, like, the Suns didn't uh, make it into the playoffs and they won eight in a row. You know, I'm on the on this pod. I was saying like, well, if they focus on the regular season and make, you know, if they won, got these wins in the regular season, they wouldn't have to worry about it. And then here I am now, a year later, the Suns are at the top of the conference and the Mavs are like worrying about these games that they can't win in the regular season. They're whatever. Point is, I think like um because the NBA has like this one trophy and this one champion. Like the 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 players are like you know now are more aligning themselves with teams that have a better shot at winning that one championship and you know furthering their legacy and things like that. But like some players, you know, like the John Moran's, the Zion's like early on in their career, they're not going to really get a chance to taste the playoffs unless you open it up a bit and, you know, make it less exclusive than just eight teams. Um, Or
1: if you realign, if you realign, like because the Grizzlies, I mean, the Grizzlies are a playoff would be a playoff team are a playoff team right now. They're a top eight seed. But the Pelicans if they were in the Eastern Conference, like, they would be competing for an eight seed. Um,
0: like, I just don't know. The Hornets. I would love the alignment. Yeah. I, would, I think that would be so great for the league, and it can just you know kind of spin it's on Like, it would turn it on its head in the sense that, like, there's so many new stories that can be told and are, like, different, you know, trajectories players can go or, like, what, what the different competitions look like. And there's just so much potential there. I just don't – I think, like, this is – probably the closest thing we're going to get to in, you know, aligning because it, it opens the door for more teams. Like it gives like a couple more, or I guess like two or three more teams in the, in the East, a chance to have a chance mm-hmm. to you know, get in the playoffs. Um, Because what's sad is like a lot of franchises just are managing their teams so poorly. It does not matter. Like, what well, how many draft picks they get, how many, you know, wh- who they try to sign. Like they just, they're just bad. So i wonder how long it'll be before like adam silver like really starts to like okay like we're gonna have to align and either you're gonna either your team is going to be better or we're gonna sell your franchise and you know a new franchise somewhere else that deserves it
2: but you're making me think that we should have a trophy for the for the playing tournament like you're making me think (laughs) Just how you're how you pointed out how like there's only one big trophy, and how like well, there's been there's been talks
1: about having like a mid season tournament, uh, yeah, before, right? Um,
2: hell, you got to play for the best draft pick, how about that? Well, no, <laughs> oh, no, gosh, I, nah, uh, that might not be. I would be so <laughs> down
1: for a mid season tournament that is that is literally March Madness style of like one game like you play you play a team oh one, yeah one game one win in advance like you it no series it's just like a it's just a tournament setup where either you win and you and you move on or you lose and like enjoy enjoy the rest of like your week off um uh it's like survivor of I, the I think you
2: got to make the losers play still you got to make the losers play games still just, uh, yeah. just so there's no incentive to like rest yeah. <laughs> you know, like we gotta put pressure on the player.
0: Yeah, another part of this is like to deter teams in the middle who are considering taking to like, hey, you have something to play for now. Like you but if you lose this whole playing tournament, you get like a lottery spot, which would do nothing for us because we don't have a draft pick this year. So like it's
2: bro, we need to incorporate relegation like like soccer does, bro. We need to like your team is like you're banned for the next year, or something. I don't know. Like you don't get to. You're barred from uh <laughs> from signing a free agents. <laughs> no home games for the next year. I don't know. Oh, not heck? no home games. No away games. So, I don't know, so
1: in talking about like we, he kind of mentioned they're like expanding the league. Uh, I tweeted from her account the other day. Like I saw someone driving around Dallas with a Sacramento Kings like license plate frame on there and which was mind-boggling to me because one this is dallas texas and two it's the sacramento kings which just just want to get this out out there it is bonkers to me that the seattle supersonics no longer exist but the sacramento kings do <laughs> like how is it that sacramento has a basketball team but seattle does not like what what? Yeah, they've been fighting hard to keep it. Like uh, how is it that Las Vegas does not have a basketball team? Uh but you would I've... just
0: hope that if it like you know, if a team ends up there, they're not managed in the same way that like the these terrible franchises have been managed. So just like but yeah, that's that's probably another topic for another time. But uh it's yeah, it's just been a really weird week for Mavs fans and we have been kind of uh Tortured by uh, this one in three record, we've uh, definitely had to deal with. And well,
2: I think moving just, forward,
0: yeah. we just kind of have to figure out this, th- th- like who this team is. Is hopefully the real this real team, the identity of this team will be figured out over the next couple of weeks before the playoffs. Ideally, like that's that's kind of what we're we're hoping for. And we have a couple of games against the Pistons and then the uh, the Kings. And two back to back games against the Lakers, which are huge. So those are playoff games. Um if we can if you know hopefully we can lie to finder in the team and then we, we can really start balling out and playing everybody and, and getting and building that chemistry before we get closer to uh this dreaded planning tournament. Hopefully the next pod we're we're talking about other scenarios, but we'll see. I am simply. You guys, you I, else I am simply
1: hit? asking that the Mavericks go seventeen and zero over the last seventeen games. That's all I'm asking. That shouldn't be that
2: hard. Like, come on. That's that's it. I agree, that's bro. Like, super <laughs> simple. Super Jokic, simple. Uh, once Jamal Murray went down, and Jokic has to deal with that now, Lu- is Luca's opportunity to get the MVP at this point? Man?
1: Like, I think. I think that adds, I
2: make it better. Yeah, I think that adds to him. Jokic. Yeah, because <laughs>
1: imagine. Imagine they finish strong. They continue they finish to finish they, strong. They, okay, sure.
2: If they if they falter, if they you know. Uh, so I mean, like, yeah, that's another variable. But they just like, got
0: Aaron Gordon to help out, so that might, you know, even things out a little bit.
2: Even things out, but like, if if they do have a rough patch, that hurts his shot at getting MVP. And if Luca if Luca wins out, then then to me, he's been putting up. Like, he's like 27, 28 points he's per been game to, all season, bro.
0: Like he's and been, I f- Yeah, I feel like he's been holding back to get other people involved, too. So, I don't know. I don't know if, like, we need a, a killer stretch happen, yeah, for it I don't to think even be at.
1: We need to go. Off. Okay. La- here's, okay, so we got 17, 17 <laughs> games left.
0: Andrew loves Don't it. predict everything. What? <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> Jay was like, Jay was like, guys, we're kind of trash at predicting things. We're kind of tra- We should stop Don't. predicting things because we're kind of trash at this. But I want to get you. I want to get you idea. It's like 17 games left. What will the Mavericks' record be over those final 17 games? Ben, go.
0: Uh, I want to say like 12 and five.
2: Okay. Okay. Hmm. 17 games left. I'm going nine and we'll say oh, Jesus. nine and eight. You want this man to win MVP, but you're like, no, nah, it's not. Gonna happen. I want it to happen, but dude, it's not gonna happen. Who like? You, you, look at this team, bro. Look at the bro. We're not gonna do it, dude, These are not they're hoopers, but but they're not going to win. Right, games. Bro. these are dark
0: days. Uh, what, do yeah. you,
2: what do you think? <laughs> I just think it's gonna be low management crap all season. Like, well, I, I think I, I disagree with your with your closing statement. We're gonna see the real Mavs leading up to the end of the season. I don't think we're gonna see the real Mavs until it's time. I don't think we're going to see it until it's play in game time. And that's when Now I I think they'll surprise us. I think they'll play well. I think, I think we have a shot. We, I think we even have a shot at winning playoff series multiple, but like, I don't think we're going to see the real Mavs until it's time, man. Like this team is totally cool with just doing this and playing with our emotions, (laughs) going on a hot, hot, hot streak. And then like chilling for a few games. Like we're cool with that. And and you know what? I think that's the real Mavs. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, and, and all of this conversation, like, all of the, like, ups and downs get completely erased if we, like, win a playoff series. If we make it through, like, if
2: we... Winning if we,
0: cares that's all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: The real yeah. Mavs, like, we're going to be like, oh, well, that, oh, that was all that. And If yeah, KP and Luca are, weird.
0: like, a thousand percent, and they're not resting, and they're, like, balling out as they should, we should be dangerous, but... I just don't want the chemistry with the rest of the team to be trash when we get there because they're.
1: But this is also like, it seems. this is very wishful like fantasy type type talk when we're like, if the Mavericks just put it all together when the playoffs come around and like, how are you going to put it all together when the playoffs show up, when you haven't put it all together during the regular season? Like you could argue there have been like five or six game stretches where we have looked like a top tier team, but there have been far more stretches where we've looked suspect. Um, I mean,
2: I'm going to get have my a winning prediction record, in here, though, bro. We have a winning record. That's
1: true. That's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna lowball Ben a little bit here. I'm gonna go 11 and six over the final uh, the final stretch of the season. I want us like if we go if we went 12 and five, 13 and four. Or even better than that, like I think we catch the Blazers if we if we go like twelve and five, 13 and four at least. Um, but if we if we're middling around like ten and ten and seven, eleven and six, then yeah, then Pensacola's in for that playing game. Let's smoke the Grizzlies. Uh,
2: <laughs> All right, so Ben, you said eleven wins, Andrew. No, said Ben. Votes.
1: Ben said twelve and five. Twelve and five. Jay, 12. you said nine and eight. Yeah. I'm going with. 11 and six. I'd like to take 12 and five because that feels realistic, but also optimistic, but Ben stole it from me. I, I mean, I gave him, I gave him the first shot at picking. So I'm going, I'm going 11 and six. All right. I wrote 10. it down.
2: We'll revisit this. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: God.
0: Um, okay. So I think that's everything for uh, that's been buckets. We've been buckets and beyond. I'm your host, Ben Seibel. And we've, I've been yeah. Andrew
1: Bennett, aka the Goon.
2: I'm Jay Jay Bonnie. In
0: the, the building. building, you can follow us on Instagram at buckets and beyond, and on Twitter at buckets beyond. Next week we'll get into another weekly Mavs review. We might even get into this Mortal Kombat movie. We'll shall see. Yes
2: sir, yes, sir. Next time,
1: next time we'll, we, next time we'll be talking about uh, at least like one of those games against the, the Lakers. Big. Big litmus test coming next week. Oh,
0: hopefully we're in much better mood next time. That's right, Jay.
1: That Lakers game is going to be a fatality. Just, sir. Just gonna. Who's going to be
0: injured during that Lakers game? Do you have a sound for that?
1: Uh Oh, Uh, (laughs) you're talking about uh, who's gonna who's gonna be out?
0: (laughs) Got it. There we go. Just we got a sound in. Tia. LeBron James. LeBron James. Okay. We had to. Okay. Good stuff, everybody. Check in with y'all next week. Adios. Peace.